0: But some were there who said to one another in anger, why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii, and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, let her alone, why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me, But you always have the poor, for you always have the poor with you and you can show kindness to them whenever you wish, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Truly, truly I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. The Gospel of our Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. I recently had my hair cut, and before I got up from the chair, my hairdresser rubbed something on her hands, and then she wiped it all over my hair. Oh my gosh! The smell! It's amazing. It's not perfumey at all. It has this deep, intoxicating, clean, fresh smell, and she told me it's Egyptian hibiscus oil. There's something about this smell, and I keep thinking of this smell when I hear this story. Jesus is in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper. An unnamed woman approaches him, and breaks open an alabaster jar and pours oil all over Jesus' head. Talk about absurd! The oil is worth 300 denarii a year's salary. Imagine your yearly salary in Egyptian hibiscus oil. Absurd. And also, awkward, women would never publicly touch a man in Jesus' time, yet she does. Imagine how the room smelled, this unexpected fragrance swimming around them. What was this woman doing? Jesus is clear in his words that this unnamed woman sees something others cannot She is anointing Jesus for his death. Her act of absurd abundance is gifted in the face of all that is yet to come. Jesus' own suffering and his death. Jesus says, truly I tell you, wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Her act of abundant giving is pointing to something else, anointing Jesus as a king, a king who will be made known and reign through death. Now, I find it interesting when we think of what it means to be a Christian, and sometimes we say discipleship or being a disciple of Jesus, we often think of discipline Like there's a way to live a Christian life that is about following rules and not doing certain things. Like there's a swim lane in this life and we can only swim or live between the lines. But what we seem to encounter in Mark's gospel is that discipleship steps out in abundance, crosses those lines in abundance with a clear sense that it is the giving of oneself to others, that's what it means to follow Jesus. And this unnamed woman does just that. She holds nothing back as her jar breaks open and the fragrant Egyptian hibiscus oil spills all over. Those around do not know what to do with this abundance. It is so unexpected that they quickly dismiss her actions as wasteful. But even their words cannot negate the fragrance of her beautiful gift. Yet the fragrance of that oil, the poignancy of that moment cannot take away all that is yet to happen. Judas will betray Jesus. Crowds that welcome him with palms will soon join in on the cry to crucify. Jesus is making his way to the cross to die. And so here in this house in Bethany, death and life linger together. We probably do not want to think about it, but the same goes for us. Death and life, suffering and hope, linger in each moment. I was stopped at the stoplight at the corner of Rockford Road and Northwest Boulevard and saw this. In mid-February, a woman was killed at this intersection. Death came so close to us here in Plymouth. But in the midst of this place of death, someone, some unnamed someone, keeps placing flowers on this light post to help us remember a life. The fragrance of life lingers on that cold steel post to usher in someone else to help us remember. It's so true that in this world and in our lives, death and life coexist. The stench of death and the fragrance of life both permeate our world. But yet, the ultimate promise, the good news, is that Jesus is anointed as the Christ, a Messiah who will be made known in death so he can transform death. Death is still death, it's real, it's painful, but yet transformed because that is where God will always be found. And so today, if you are experiencing suffering, if you have experienced death, know this, that that is the place where you will always find God. He promises to be there and that then will be the place where this sweet smelling new life will come. This unnamed woman saw something that is yet to come, the lingering fragrance of abundance and perceived scarcity. And the wonder of a resurrection that comes from a place of death is that abundant love will always be created. It can never be depleted because of Jesus. And that too then is our promise in baptism. When we were baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized with him into death. Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk and live in the newness of life, in this fragrance of abundance that's still in a broken, dying world. The smell of life in death and we are all called to keep pouring out the oil of abundance, the fragrance of fr- the fragrance of giving that we cannot forget. So, on this Palm Sunday, as the story pushes us forward to Good Friday, what is the smell of extravagant love for you? How have you received it? Nothing is off limits. How will you give it? Nothing is off limits. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be fragrant in abundance for the sake of the other. And so may this fragrance of abundant love and grace help us remember and breathe in the promise of life and death. Let it be so, amen.